0: That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW group void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Welcome back to Rams Up Your Los Angeles Rams podcast. We're a proud member of the Pigskin Podcast Network. We'll cover just about any SoCal sports team, but we're mostly about your Los Angeles Rams. I'm your host, Mark. Let's get to it. Welcome back, Ram fans. The Rams fall to the 49ers again, this time 31-14. And man, at halftime, I was feeling pretty good about this game. I knew we weren't going to blow out the 49ers, but I thought if we played efficient football on the offensive side and continued to play defense like we have over the last few weeks, we had a good shot at winning this game. And the first half went exactly like any Ram fan would hope. Up 14 to 10, the offense is converting third downs. The defense is making plays in the red zone for the most part. Things are going pretty well. You go to halftime down 14 to 10. And the Niners come back and just pretty much rolled the Rams in the second half, outscored them 21 to nothing. Defense continued to play soft. Jimmy G standing back there all day long finding receivers. The 49ers methodically moving the ball down the field using their tight ends, wide receivers, and and this new guy Christian McCaffrey. You've probably heard of him. And meanwhile, the offense, which actually really had to work for the yardage in the first half, a lot of their first downs were like by half a yard or by a hair and an inch. So it wasn't like it was easy in the first half, but they were getting it done. Two touchdowns against a very good 49er defense. Had to be happy with that in the second half. Just extreme difficulty moving the ball with any consistency. A couple first downs here and there. That was about it. They started to get pressure on Stafford, and our offense just couldn't get it done in the second half. No other way of putting it. I'll review my fearsome four keys to the game, and you know, a lot of these things panned out pretty well in the Rams' favor, but didn't matter. My fearsome key number one is whatever it takes keep Stafford clean, and in the first half, it was magical. We they did a lot of creative things to keep him clean, getting rid of the ball quickly, lots of screen plays, and it was working. Second half, not so much. For some key number two, limit big plays by the 49ers offense. You know, they got the one big play to the tight end after the game was already slipping away from us, and I guess you could call that trick play a big play by the 49er offense. It wasn't a long play. It was just an entertaining play if you're a casual observer. But for the most part, we limited their big plays. They just had too many small plays. Here's some key number three, even or better in the takeaway department, please. And we got that done. Had a chance for a couple takeaways. But even was not good enough in this game because of what transpired in the second half. We got beat by a much better football team. What you watched in the second half was a much better football team putting a thumping on a team that's struggling. First some key number four, a red zone. Get it done in the red zone on offense, and we did. Down there twice, knocked it in. Didn't come knocking much more after that. Didn't even get in field goal range, I don't think. Total net yards in this game ended up being very similar to the first time they played. 49ers managed 368 yards of offense, the Rams just 223, mostly due to a totally impotent second half on offense. Rams actually ran more plays. Average gain for the 49ers 7.1 yards, Rams 4.0. 49ers ended up with a 111 rushing yards, almost exactly twice as much as the Rams 56. Garoppolo threw just Four incompletions, 21 of 25. Stafford, I don't think he really had a bad day. Actually, if you watch this game, can't really fault him at all. He finished 23 for 33 for 187 yards in the TD. Rams' leading rusher was Ronnie Rivers. Eight rushes for 21 yards. Cup finished with eight catches for 79 yards in a TD. Rams, of course, had the three sacks, two by Floyd, one by Gaines. Deion Kendrick actually led the team in tackles. Five total. But overall, I don't think it was his best effort. What does it all mean? It means Seattle leads the division at 5-3, followed by the 49ers at 4-4 and and the Rams at 3-4. Cardinals bringing up the rear at 3-5. The Rams could actually be in first place in a couple weeks, run off a couple wins here, and their divisional rivals lose. They'd probably lose the tiebreakers, of course, as crazy as that is. But they got to play better, or it's not going to matter. Beat the Bucs, get to 4-4. Four and four. Hey, that'd make me happy for one week, but I'm sure I'd still have some serious concerns about where this team is headed the second half of the season. So next week, Rams at the Bucks, Seahawks at the Cardinals, 49ers on a bye. And then Week 10, the Rams host the Cardinals, The Seahawks travel to Tampa Bay and the Chargers visit the 49ers. So I'm thinking the Rams can win two straight here and maybe we'll feel a little bit better about things. Are they going to make any trades at this point? I'm wondering if they should. Are they going to give up more draft choices to try to fix this thing right away and chase a wild card playoff spot or possibly the division championship? Just not sure if it's the right thing to do. Is one or two players gonna get this team fixed right away and back on track? I'm not convinced, but hey, less need knows what's best. We'll see what happens tomorrow. But the key thing is, as bad as we feel about this team right now, at three and four, they're not out of it, but they got some fixing to do. Next up we have our game capture. We'll follow that up with some additional notes on the game, followed by our loop around the league. Your kicker's lining up for an onside kick. The chances of regaining possession are slim. The stakes are high and the tension is higher. He kicks and you watch as the ball lands. Make every play feel this exciting with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Right now, new customers can make any $5 NFL bet and get $200 in free bets if your team wins. And check this out. In addition to the usual bets, everyone can boost their winnings with DraftKings stepped up same game parlays. And you're looking for a same game parlay for week nine? How about this? Take a look at the Seattle Seahawks visiting the Arizona Cardinals. The last two times these teams have played in Arizona 68 and 71 combined points. And Tyler Lockett, a total of five TDs. So focus on that game. Take the over on the point total. Take any prop you can find involving Tyler Lockett and take the over. And also take James Conner on the rushing yardage over as well. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code TPPN to get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Just place a $5 bet on any football game only at DraftKings Sportsbook, using code TPPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Let's capture the first half of this Rams 49ers game. 49ers kicked off and Russ Yeast returns it out to the Rams 29. Rams go three and out. Very unsettling start if you're a Rams fan and you're watching this offense out there for the first time with two weeks to prepare. Was not impressed. 49ers take over at the 27 after the punt. They pick up a couple first downs. Nick Scott breaks up a TD pass in the end zone. Jimmy G was a little bit late with the pass and the Rams start at the 12 after the punt. They go on a 17 play 88 yard drive. Takes over nine minutes off the clock. Cup picks up three first downs. Higby picks up a first down. Allen Robinson with a clutch catch on the sideline. Rams get into the red zone. They benefit from two first downs by penalty inside the 10. And then finally, on third and goal, Matthew Stafford scrambles and barely gets in at the pylon. And the Rams have the lead 7 to nothing. 49ers answer, though... McCaffrey is slipping a couple tackles for a nice gain. Kittle up reception to the Rams 35. And then on a trick play, McCaffrey to Ayuk for a 36-yard touchdown pass. And just like that, it's 7-7. So the 49ers resorting to some trickery. And maybe that's a good sign, how they're feeling about their ability to move the ball against the Rams defense. But nonetheless, it works. And it's a 7-7 game. We're well into the second quarter here. The Rams start from their own 25. And they put together a nice drive. Cup has a big catch to the 49ers 25. Ronnie Rivers picks up a third and one. And then Stafford hits Cup from 16 yards out. And they're back on top 14 to 7. The 49ers answer with another drive of their own. 15-yard penalty on a wrap for a high hit helps them along. Leonard Floyd picks up two sacks on this 49er possession, but the Rams' defense holds. Bobby Wagner jarring the ball loose on what would have been a reception by McCaffrey inside the five. 49ers settle for a 29-yard field goal. Rams get the ball back and run out the clock. Thankfully, thought they were going to start taking some risks here, as McVay sometimes does, but they play it smart, and the Rams go to the half up 14-10. Second half... 49ers get the ball first, and the beginning was a bit ominous, maybe foreshadowing of what was to come. McCaffrey changes direction and takes it 25 yards to the 50 yard line. And then Ramsey drops a would be interception. Would have been a tough catch, but would have been a game changer, perhaps. But the Rams hold. After the punt, they start out at their own 10. Cup takes a jet sweep for a first down. Robinson, a nice catch for another first down, but. Rams have to punt. San Francisco gets the ball at their own 12 and go on an 88-yard drive, culminated by a touchdown pass, Jimmy G, to McCaffrey, and the Niners lead 17-14. Well, the Rams answer? No such luck. Three and out after a sack of Stafford, and the 49ers into the fourth quarter now. They score again. McCaffrey doing the honors. He now has a receiving touchdown, a passing touchdown, and a rushing touchdown. And the 49ers taking control 24-14. Rams still have life. Robinson picks up a first down on the ensuing possession, but is immediately flagged 15 yards for unsportsmanlike conduct. On third down, Rams trying to convert. Tyler Higbee drops a pass. Looked like it would have been a big gain and the Rams have to punt. But the way this is going, the way the offense and defense are playing, I'm not sure how much difference it would make. 49ers drive from their own 47. Rams giving Jimmy G all day. He hits their backup tight end for a 56-yard pass, and then George Kittle, a 14-yard touchdown, uncovered, running the back of the end zone. And this game is over 31-14. to Both teams get a couple more possessions, but... But that's it for the Rams in this one. A very disappointing 31-14 loss in a game they led at halftime 14-10. We will be back in a moment with some additional notes on this game. As painful as they are going to be. Final words on this Rams loss to the 49ers. I always start this segment with my fearsome four big plays of the game, and I'm going to give you four, and they were all in the first half. I'll explain why in a second. Fearsome big play number one was that TD pass broken up by Nick Scott. Wonderful play, great play. Great play by Scott. Jimmy G threw the ball a little bit late. Scott gets up there and knocks it away. Fearsome big play number two, Allen Robinson's sideline catch. That was a beauty. Converted a third and long for the Rams. Fearsome big play number three, Stafford's keeper for the touchdown. Talk about a quarterback putting the team on his shoulder for one play. That was a big TD at the time. And Fearsome big play number four, that trick play McCaffrey to Ayuk. Now I'm not even going to talk about the second half. There were a number of big plays all by the other guys, but none of them were really but none of them were really game changing plays. The Niners just moved the ball kinda at will against a very soft Rams defensive strategy. Their defense geared it up a little bit, put a little bit more pressure on Stafford. Maybe that long pass to Dwelly would qualify as a fearsome big play on the 49ers' behalf. But that second half, it was just a slog from the Rams' perspective. And the 49ers executing a very good offensive game plan in the second half that the Rams clearly weren't prepared for and did not respond to. So I'm going to leave my fearsome four big plays at that. Kind of depressing second half. Some additional game notes worth mentioning. Cooper Cup's ankle appears to be okay. Said after the game he thinks he dodged a bullet, but i will have to check on it in the morning. The Rams dropped to 2-3 at SoFi this season, where they have not scored in the second half in any of those three losses. They are minus 32 in point differential at SoFi this year. Hey, nice to see some sacks from our edge rushers, namely Leonard Floyd. Greg Gaines also got one. It was actually caused by Aaron Donald's pressure. Russ East was back there returning the first kickoff. That was a surprise. Brandon Powell also had a return later in the game. You know, I had mentioned in our last podcast that on the subject of turnovers, there are so many instances this season and over the last several games against the 49ers where there's opportunities for takeaways and they just slip out of our hands. The ball bounces right to the other team. And that happened again in this game. It's so frustrating. Now the one McCaffrey fumble inside the five turned out to be an incompletion. He had another fumble where it bounced right into the arms of a 49er. And then Ramsey almost grabbing that interception. That's going to change. I don't know if it would have helped in this game. I mean, it would have helped, but would it have changed the outcome? Not the way we played in the second half. But still, the way this team is playing, it would be nice to get a few takeaways. Kyle Shanahan. Now nine and three against McVeigh, thirty-three and forty-three against the rest of the league. That's a four forty-one winning percentage. You flip it, Sean McVeigh, three and nine against Shanahan, fifty-five and twenty-one against the rest of the league, a seven twenty-four winning percentage. To me, that's just really bizarre. I'll try to give out some player props here. Game balls. We always talk about Aaron Donald and Cooper Cup, and they both had good games again, as always. Allen Robinson had a good day until that penalty, finished with five catches for 54 yards. I'm not sure anyone else is worth mentioning. We'll see what grades come up from Pro Football Focus and talk about that on our next drop. But I got to mention some guys that really struggled. Bobby Evans getting torn up. At left guard. Not sure he's the answer there. And Tyler Higby, blessed that guy's heart. He had an opportunity there to really make a big play. Couldn't hang on to it. Again, not sure it really would have made a difference the way this game was headed. And Dion Kendrick, I think, really struggled. I think the 49ers were picking on him a little bit. But this was a team effort, a team failure on offense and defense. And maybe. Failure by our coaches. And so let's get into that coach's corner. We were just playing so soft on defense, allowing Jimmy G to look like Aaron Rodgers standing back there. You see the 49ers bring all-out pressure on Stafford on occasion. We rarely did that. The strategy seemed to be, let's play back, hope Jimmy G makes a mistake, see if he can continue to hit his receivers that are wide open, five, six, seven yards down the field, and then make the tackle if they do get the completion. And it was very frustrating. I think we played right into their hands. And maybe that was because McCaffrey back there being a little bit of an unknown how the 49ers were going to use him. But still, can't believe we didn't bring more pressure, find ways to get pressure on Jimmy G. And we got the three sacks, but there were just too many times. He was just standing back there, waiting for his third guy to come open. And I have to say, I don't know why Cooper Cup was out there. I don't know why Matthew Stafford was out there at the end of the game. And if they're out there, throwing little passes to Cooper Cup in garbage time makes absolutely no sense to me. I'll never understand it. Most teams do it, if not all teams. I don't get it. I don't agree with it. Let your best players live on to fight another day. Absolutely no reason to put them at risk in that situation. And one last note on the coaching, or maybe this is a shot at Stafford. I'm not sure. Van Jefferson, so excited to have him back. Zero targets. No issues with the refing in this game. I think the penalties the Rams got, they deserved. Ernest Jones, Alan Robinson. The Taylor Rap one, I guess that's a penalty they're going to call, but can hardly blame him. Wasn't a dirty play, just trying to make a tackle. Came in a little high. Very disappointing day, obviously. That's all I'm going to say about it at this point. Time to start looking ahead. The season is not over for these guys, although it's hard to be optimistic. But we can run off a couple wins, get back into this thing. The division is still up for grabs. Hey, we got the 49ers behind us at least. Let's go out and get some wins starting next week at Tampa Bay. Let's get into our loop around the league, check in on all the other Week 8 games. Thursday night, Ravens 27, Bucks 22. I don't know, Tommy, did you make the wrong decision coming back? Not that this is on him. Bucks just don't look that good overall, and now Shaq Barrett is hurt. Probably out for a while. But unfortunately, someone from this division, Bucks, Falcons, Panthers, or Saints, is going to be in the playoffs, and a much better team is not. The Ravens, meanwhile, have to be the favorite to win the AFC North at this point, especially with Jamar Chase of the Bengals out for a while. I would see the Bengals as the biggest threat to the Ravens, but, but they are definitely going to miss Jamar Chase. Broncos 21, Jags 17 in London. Man, the Jags could just not close games. But this is a team on the rise. When they figure that out, they could be really dangerous. Travis Etienne rushed for 156 yards. It still wasn't enough for the Jags. Russell Wilson leads a late drive to give the Broncos a lead. And then Trevor Lawrence throws an interception on the first play of the ensuing drive with less than two minutes left. So the Broncos could still trade Bradley Chubb. I mean, this win only gets 7-3 and 5. And Josh Allen of the Jags could definitely be on the move as well. These are two of the better young edge guys in the league. There have been suggestions the Rams could go after either one of them. So we'll see what transpires before this trading deadline. The Saints beat the Raiders 24 to nothing. Raiders ended up pulling a bunch of their starters. Why not? Devonte Adams, one catch, three yards. David Carr, limited to 101 yards passing. I mean, this Saints D is good, but I don't know. This is obviously a big step backwards for Raider Nation. Eagles 35, Steelers 13, the Battle of Pennsylvania. Philadelphia comes out on top. The Eagles remain Undefeated AJ Brown 156 yards receiving and three TDs. And the Dolphins 31, the Lions 27. I was watching this game and early on. I thought this is it. This is the game. The Lions take the big step forward, but they couldn't hang on. Led for a lot of that game. Two a through for 382 yards. Goff, 321 yards, and Tyreek Hill, another 188 yards receiving. Jalen Waddell had the TDs, though he had two of them. Lions kind of like the Jags, showing signs of being a competitor, but just cannot finish games. In the Lions' case, it's mostly about their defense. Afternoon games, I'd almost rather lose the way the Rams did than the way the Panthers did. They're down 34 to 28. PJ Walker hits DJ Moore with a long touchdown pass with 12 seconds left, ties it up 34 to 34. All they gotta do is kick the extra point and walk off with the win. But DJ Moore takes off his helmet while celebrating in the end zone. The Falcons take the penalty on the point after, and the Panthers miss the extra point. And sure enough, as you would expect. The Falcons went in overtime. Man, that's a sad way to lose. And now the Falcons are in first place all by themselves in the NFC South. Cowboys 49, Bears 29. Tony Pollard, the man of the hour, 131 yards rushing in three TDs. Vikings 34, Cardinals 26. A lot of guys pitching in for the Vikings. Dalvin Cook, 111 yards rushing in a TD. Justin Jefferson, 98 receiving yards. Zadarius Smith, three sacks. Vikings atop the NFC North, and the Cardinals dropped to 3-5 in last place in the NFC West. Patriots 22, Jets 17. Bill Belichick passes George Halas in all-time wins, second only to Don Shula. Patriots intercepted Zach Wilson three times. This has just kind of killed Jets fans. The Jets finally have a good team. Look like they're a playoff contender and they can't beat the Patriots at home. Titans 17, Texans 10. Derrick Henry rushes for 219 yards. How do you do that and score only 17 points? Gotta go watch the tape. Commanders 17, Colts 16. The Commanders get the go-ahead TD with 22 seconds left to pull it off. It's a sad year in Indianapolis. High hopes for the Colts this season, but it's slipping away real quickly. And the Seahawks continue to roll. They beat the Giants 27-13. to Geno Smith, efficient, 23 for 34 for 212 yards and two TDs. Kenneth Walker III, only 51 yards rushing with one TD. Just an efficient, balanced effort by the Seahawks. They're a pretty good football team, as it turns out. And two more games on the Week 8 schedule at halftime. The Bills up on the Packers, 24-7. Packers in danger of falling to 3-5. So you think you're upset about where the Rams are. Sorry folks, I'm not staying up for the end of that one. And then Monday night, the Bengals and the Browns. We will be back at you Thursday morning with our preview of the Ram-Bucks game. Rams trying to get back on track, get back to 500, chase a playoff spot. It could still happen. Don't give up on your Rams. It's a long, long way to go. That's going to do it for this episode. Remember, you can reach us at ramsuppodcast at gmail.com. You can visit our website at ramsup.com find links to all of our episodes and a link to our youtube channel and you can also leave us a voicemail from our website don't forget to subscribe and give us that five star rating it's really appreciated and remember keep the horns up stay safe and have fun out there music courtesy of bensound.com and the youtube royalty free music audio library Crimson Fly by Humma Humma.